I'm a bit bossy, really. I feel compelled to tell people, like, look, here, let me explain it to you. I mansplain, except I'm not a man. That's what I'm doing. I'm mansplaining. Mansplaining your paintings. Louise-splaining my paintings. (laughs) Hello, you are listening to Art Juice. This is honest, generous, and humorous conversations that will feed your creative soul and get you thinking with me, Alice Sheridan, And me, Louise Fletcher. And we are showing up each week from our studios and from our kitchens, chatting about everyday life of making art. And just want to share with you, had a little giggle this morning before we started recording, some thanks because we noticed that um, we have been number one in the podcast charts in the United States. Um, We didn't notice that. And we've been knocked off the top spot by the Metropolitan Museum of Art, is it? which we're quite Boo. happy with. <laughs> Boo. So that was a nice little thing to kind of notice yesterday. Um, as you can tell, we don't track those stats that often, but when we see that, that's fun. And you also have to mention that in the UK, we are only just behind Talk Art with Russell Tovey, and he's a famous actor. And we are ahead, you said, of David Tennant. Yep, we, we're number two we're at the moment. Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> in the UK um yeah just ahead of David Tennant so that's quite <laughs> fun isn't it so cheers for consistency thank you all for listening and for sharing um last week I was a bit under the weather and it was lovely to see that some of the comments of people saying you know this was another great episode random stuff random I stuff can't remember it <laughs> I can't remember it and also, it was only four days ago because we delayed it because I really couldn't talk. Yeah, that's why it feels like it this does. morning I thought, God, I have to think of something to talk about again. And it's only <laughs> just been round. Luckily, Alice has a plan. Yeah, so we're going to talk about um, this balance between feeling overwhelmed and feeling excited about new directions in your art uh, creatively. So I think that that will be an interesting conversation as we all head into summer. Um, but before we do that, what has your week looked like? My week has been um, all sitting at a computer pretty much right. um, because I'm marketing my course Um which by the time this goes out is closed. So this is not a marketing message, but I'm doing a lot of emailing, a lot of answering questions, a lot of making videos, a lot of doing live streams. Um, And you know that no matter how many emails you send out and how many live streams you do on the day after it closes, people are going to email and say, I didn't even know this was up for sale. Can I join now? Um, so that is happening. The one fun thing that I've done this week is as part of, so I'm marketing the course, but I'm also still making content for the course for when it begins. All of the lessons are recorded and everything, but I do a a demo every week of what the assignment is. Mm -hmm. I don't share it until the end of the week because I don't want people to get influenced by what I've done. Mm -hmm. So they do their work. And then right at the end of the week, I release my demo. And this year I'm doing representational and abstract demos because my assignments are both. So you can you can choose. And so this I was doing a portrait, uh, working on a portrait in a very short space of time, I don't want to reveal what the assignment is, but you only have a very limited amount of time. So you have to paint really quickly. And oh, what a lot of fun it was. 
And I just thought, I want to do more of this. Like, I, I, I really enjoy it. I can't say the, it looked like the person I was painting, but it looked human. So (laughs) that's a a start. (laughs) And but it was so much fun because I wasn't drawing the portrait. I've been to life drawing. You know, I have those skills to carefully draw a model and all of that. But this was really fast and energetic. And I just had really good fun. And I think I'm going to do a lot more of that, even if it's just for my own fun. And even if no one sees them. Yeah, it's painting is very different, isn't it? Than drawing. Yes. Yeah. And I was using big brushes and slapping paint on and not, not, I don't even have any delicate brushes to do careful things. So when it got to the eyelashes, I went, there's some little lines. I was like, there you go, eyelashes. <laughs> but I liked the end result. I really did think it was um, not a, not a good likeness, but a, a good portrait, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I want to do a lot more of that. It was good fun. What about you? What have you been up to? Um, I have been, as I say, coming out of this period of feeling um, uh, not very well. And on the back of, you know, that fantastic retreat weekend away I had. So I've been thinking about sort of new directions in my work. um, And I've been taking or I've been only looking at at the moment, Gabriella Buckingham's Still Life course, which I didn't take last year. And I'm doing this year. So I have just spent a short amount of time this week gathering together and doing just some drawings around and with ink I did things with ink um looking for I don't know what I'm looking for I'm looking for different shapes I think um I'm looking for something identifiable and I don't yet know how this is going to cross over with my other work but I just feel that I want to explore something new. So it's interesting. You're going back to something a little bit more definitive with portraits. Um, I'm not sure if I will stick within, uh, I don't know if it's a scale thing of still life, but for me, it's just an avenue into finding some new visual elements. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really enjoying the process of that kind of slowly, slowly unfurling. Um, so yeah, I've been working on that. Um, I have been getting my daughter off to go and she set off to do DV Gold, which the- and my neighbor's doing that, who was oh. my in, she's off doing that. As she set off for doing it, the heavens opened and it hailed it down. And I just thought, oh, please don't let the weather be like this. But, um, you know, there you go. She's off doing that for, what is it, five days or something? It's quite it's quite a long hike. Yeah, they um, to, Scarlett came back and said, oh, and they don't, the, the other girls don't even, they're scared to walk through a field of cows. And I was yeah. like, come on, we have to go through a field of cows. Don't be frightened. Yeah, <laughs> little towny girls not as used to walking through the countryside I think as Scarlet yeah it's a it's a lot I think it's quite a lot they have to carry everything all their own food yeah the whole lot yeah. it's, it's a big old pack that they set off with but it was ju- it was just funny watching her get ready for it because you know she just as it should be didn't want us involved in any of it apart from when she did you know yeah. it was kind of like hands off stay clear I don't want you and then every so often it was like, can you come and do this? Can you help me with this? I'm stuck with this. You know? <laughs> um, but she did a fantastic job and off she went. And I don't know what they're planning on eating or how they're going to look after themselves. But, you know, that's the purpose of them figuring it out for themselves. Um, and then I have been putting together um, 
a page for some of you did back in December we did an event I did an event with Megan Woodard Johnson called Soul Smile which was just a sort of end of year um review and refresh and it went down really well thousands of you took it it was just really good fun at the end of the year before Christmas and I think on the back of my retreat um I thought it would be nice to do something similar for the summer. So I'm calling it a midsummer refresh retreat. So you've been spending time in front of the computer. These things feel like they're simple. You kind of think, okay, just give people a place to join in. And then all sorts of things need to happen after that in order to contact people and da 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 da. So I have just been getting that set up. So if you want to come and join us on that, there will be either a link on my website um alicesheridan.com or in the show notes or you can go straight to the site that I use for the teaching things which is soulrocketstudio.com slash refresh and you can sign up and join that and we kick off on Friday the 10th of June and that's going to be six gentle days of exercises and uh, creative flow to get you going again and ready and refresh for the summer and um, I'm quite excited about it now having thought last week I haven't got the energy for this and it's free right? it's free it's free okay. it's free so the um, one we did so I'm going to come free. and do this yeah. I think I need this so I'll come and join in I think I will talk about that but I think I need this sounds like a good idea yeah I think it's just a few days to touch on those various points and and you and I you know we talk about how much we need those pauses and those time for reflections and I think we do it differently and that's that's Mm -hmm. an interesting point and something that we'll be looking at so yeah okay so let's talk about this a little bit more because you're at the end of a sort of season of something we've both had work finished and in she's pulling face (laughs) we've both had work finished and in exhibitions um and I think as an artist we always have a lot of hats to wear and we're always having our attention pulled in those different directions oh I could do this oh I could do you know we're not short of ideas let's face it no (laughs) no and, and often people say that, don't they? I don't know which thing to do. I have so many ideas. Um, and I think we all do. I think it's just whether, how and when we prioritise them. Yeah, I've got a fun little gadgety way to help you work that out, which I put together the other day, which is fun. But how do you, in terms of new directions then with, with your work, I think it's often always probably a response to what you've done before. And then it splits in two directions often, doesn't it? You're either on a track that you want to define further and continue with, or you're feeling in the need for a little bit of reflection and kind of bounce off into something new. Mm. How do you tell the difference? I was just thinking, is it, it's so far. No, it hasn't. I was going to say it's always been the first one you said. So something in what I've done, I want to explore further. So that leads to the next things. But there was one series beginning of last year, a small series of abstracts that was completely out of the blue. So what tends to happen for me is there's this period I'm in now, which is completely free exploration. 
and I'm not saying I'm doing a lot of it because I'm busy with other things but when I am painting I have nothing really in mind I've got a process in mind I've talked about where I'm going to layer collage remove paint add paint um and I know I'm very interested in taking myself out of it my taking my thinking mind out of it as much as possible yeah so what I'm doing is very much experimenting and playing and even that portrait painting okay if I have to do this in five minutes with big brushes so I can't think that kind of thing but it'll be a little bit if you came in my studio now it looks a bit like an explosion because there's just all sorts of stuff and I don't um I've learned that I mustn't pigeonhole myself with it too quickly I mustn't decide all right so this is what I'm going to do before I'm ready because then I'll run into a we've talked before about cul-de-sacs it'll be a cul-de-sac and I'll be stuck so I don't think that answered your question, but it's kind of, for me, a bit all over the place for a while, and I let it be. So if if I'd seen Gabriella's course, for example, at the right time, I might have said, oh, I'll do some still lifes then, or I'll, you know, or I won't do anything, or I'll just do collage, or I'll just work in sketchbooks, or I'll do all of it at once until something grabs me and pulls me forward. I think it's interesting because there's I wonder if there are different ways of learning if you're at different stages, because what I'm noticing with Gabriella's course is that when I I sat down with the intention of doing what she told us to do, which was to go to go into paint with these things. And I had some pastel boards that I was going to use. And um, and then I thought, well, I'll just begin with some drawings and maybe use some ink. And before I knew it, the time had gone. I hadn't done anything that I'd intended to do. I'd gone off totally in another direction and I posted them in the group. I was like, sorry, I know this wasn't the assignment, but this is where I've this is the direction I've gone. And that's still valid. Mm. Totally. I think often we feel, oh, we've got to learn in a particular way, but it's just all about where you get those sparks from. I think. Yeah. And noticing yeah. whether you're getting that in your own work or whether you need some kind of input from the outside in order to spark off those fresh ideas again. And I wonder, we always talk about this, but I wonder if it's different for different people. So the process I'm describing might just be a nightmare for some people because yeah. it might just lead nowhere. It's just that I've learned over time I've become really interested in in this idea of understanding that whenever I think it gets worse and whenever I don't, it gets better. And then how far can I push that then? And where does thought come back in? So I'm experimenting with this series of small 10-inch panels and I am literally playing with paint and collage, sanding back, and then at some point going, okay, that's good. Um, don't know what happened don't know how it happened and then it might need a little bit of adjustment there or a very small tweak there but it's done and I'm I'm not necessarily going to put these up for sale I don't even know if that's what they're for they're just for me to to just find out can I actually make out without any thought and then at the end of it is there a reason for it or 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 not you know it's just another experiment And I think being okay with that 
uncertainty, like we talked about last week, yeah. is really important for me at this point in the process. But then once I've settled on a on an idea, I do tend to have a quite a clear idea of what I'm doing. So the Ted Hughes paintings, this last series was inspired by a particular area. So there, there's there's usually a concept or something I'm trying to do, but I don't know what it is until I stumble over it. Yeah. Which I think is really important because for me, I've, I, it has to be intuition led and not thought led. But for another person who's a very analytical or logical person, that might just be a nightmare. You might just go around in circles. So I presume in the refresh process, it's about figuring out where you are on that and who yeah. you are and what what your best approach is. And I think also what stage you're at in the in that process of your work, in the seasons of making it, really. I think that also has a big impact, certainly for me. And over time, I've noticed that how I approach work, it varies throughout the year. You know, I have seasons of the year where I have a different kind of energetic approach to work and I want different things from it. And at this time of year, I'm very much a kind of, it's very much a kind of gathering season Mm. for me, pulling things in, letting things grow, letting things expand, exploring these new ideas rather than necessarily what's, what's happening on a painting in the studio for me so it's going to be really interesting I think I hope it's it's going to be you know one of those things where when people really start sharing what they're doing we see the breadth so I think Mm. it's going to be very you know visually stimulating to see all the different ways that other people do it because as you say everybody works in such different ways and that's one of the um exciting things about it that I think we get used to our own way of working and sometimes we need these little prompts or suggestions from other people you think oh I've never it's never occurred to me to use a sketchbook like that yeah you know yes so I'm looking forward to that part when you're in this stage that you're in now so you finish that whole series of work you're thinking about the next you're experimenting you're playing do you have ideas in mind at the moment and you're just gonna see which one lead comes to the forefront or is it really kind of free for all and just play just as I was describing and see what happens It kind of feels a little bit like there's ideas floating around a bit like butterflies. You know how butterflies fly not in a straight line. They're just kind of like all over the place and they're hard to catch. And you just got to wait for some to settle. That's what it feels like for me. It feels like, you know, there's things out there. I've got kind of nudges and like little tugs towards certain directions that I want to start including more into work but they're not specific. I can't grab hold of them yet. So I've got to do a little bit of that process that you describe of actually starting to make it a little bit more concrete by doing some explorations. And then you just kind of see which ones do settle and which ones, okay, well, that was just a thought that never really arrived. Um, I have a sense, I have a sense of, a, of the direction that I want the work to go in. Um, but I also know from experience that the end result of that will probably be very different from what I'm thinking about right now. Mm. That's the fun part. 
I also have this thing, I don't know if you experience, where I'll have several, I mean, I had it this week where I had a brilliant idea. I don't mean to, I don't mean it was, I'm a genius. I mean, it feels like the ideas are out there and you can pluck one. Elizabeth Gilbert says that, like sometimes an idea comes and you're like, no, go away, go to someone else. I haven't got time for this idea. That's what this idea felt like to me. And I'm not going to say it because then I'll, I'll, it'll all evaporate. But it was really unique. It was really, I thought, oh, that would make such a brilliant book, such a brilliant book of articles and paintings. I could do that. And, and then you think, but that will be completely different and that will pull me away from these other things. Yeah. So you've got to then decide am I going to pursue that or not? And I think what I've decided to do is dabble with it along with dabbling with the other things, as you were saying, just dabble and see. Either I'll become bored very quickly and it'll become apparent it's not really something I want to do. Yeah. But if it becomes apparent it's not something I want to do, someone should do it and I'm going to share it with everyone (laughs) because it really would be a good book. Um, But I've got a feeling that, books writing and paintings is one way I could want to go in the future because I really enjoyed doing my first book and um I felt it was a way of presenting work that really suits me not necessarily as a marketing strategy for selling paintings because it's too slow of a process it takes two years from your first idea to publication but just as a way of getting the paintings out to more people and sharing creative ideas. That's one avenue. I think that's interesting because it might have started that way. I mean, I think when you did the Ted Hughes book, the, you know, the reasons for it becoming a book were very concrete. You know, it was a very, um, it was a culmination of a project that made sense to be in that form, but writing for you has always been part of your reflective process it's Mm. always actually been a very strong part you know really integrated yes in the creative process so you know it just sounds like you're just looking for a way to make those connections um stronger and give them a new existence you know make welcome it in as part much more part not keeping the two things separate here's painting here's writing about it a bit more experiential perhaps yeah because even my exhibition we say let the paintings speak for themselves and I'm like no 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 let me write about the paintings and let me have you make graphics which go up around the exhibition so you walk around the show and you read my writing as you go around and it's not directive writing like here's this painting here's what you should think about it but it's um, more just about the general idea of abstract landscapes and how I work and what goes into the paintings because I feel like there's a whole audience of people who would be in who can appreciate once it's explained to them Hmm. but but can't I mean I know I've got people like that in my life my mum now really likes my paintings and it's after she read my book. She didn't get them before. Now she understands and she's all of a sudden kind of, oh, I really like that one and I get the atmosphere of that one. And I love that. And it's not, for lots of people, they would bulk at that. Yeah. But for me, 
it gives me pleasure to see. And also my best friend, John, he didn't really get my paintings until he came to an exhibition where there was descriptions. But here's the question I've got for you about that, because I can totally see that as a beneficial outcome of it for other people and therefore the satisfaction in having your work understood and appreciated in a different way. But that's still a reason for doing it for other people. Whereas I think that before that, for you, this is a really integral part of the process. That that's I agree. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. I agree. But but it's for other people, but it's really for me. Exactly. Because yeah. I want them to understand yeah I don't want you to walk in and go oh I don't get it and walk out I want you to have the experience it's a bit like the way I feel compelled to teach people things I've learned I'm a bit bossy really I feel compelled to tell people like look here let me explain it to you I mansplain except I'm not a man that's what I'm doing I'm mansplaining Mansplaining your paintings Louise splaining my paintings (laughs) But yes, it is. It's really integral to it. And perhaps instead of, because I've always said I don't like art fairs, I don't want to do art fairs. And I've always known that. But what do I want to do? I enjoyed this exhibition in the gallery, but I don't think those opportunities are going to come up very often. So how do I want to do this? And maybe books is my way that I want to share my work. Mm. Um, so we'll see in refresh I don't know it's another example though isn't it of how ideas start as one thing and they just slowly over time morph into something that becomes more and more and more unique something that's a bit closer to us and yes you know we just all have that rush for like what's my thing what's my thing what's my thing I'm gonna do I want to do my thing can we get it all sorted and can I get it perfect within four months please and then it's all done and dusted and then what well you know it just doesn't work like that it's just you've just got to just keep going gradually peeling back all the different layers and eventually you'll think, yeah, okay, this is, God, it's taken me two years to get to this point of actually really understanding what this is about. I just had the perfect email this morning to, to sum that up. And um, if this is you listening, I'm not, we're not making fun of you. I'm just, it's exactly what Alice just said. This person wrote and said, I'm thinking about taking your full course, but I did the free course and I did the four exercises. And in my mind, I want to be this kind of painter, but the exercises came out this way. I had really good fun making them, but now I'm really worried. What's my style? These don't feel like me. This is a new beginner painter. And and, and so you have to write back and explain just what you just said. This is a process and it doesn't matter that you made four things that don't look like you feel like they're the first four things you made you've got a long way to go before you have to start worrying but it is funny isn't it and it we've said this before but it's in art more than anything does it happen in music do people go oh I want to be a songwriter sit down at the piano oh that sounded awful I don't know any of the notes I must be rubbish I don't think so I think people know I, I have to learn the piano first before I can write a song and yet with painting we think oh I I should be able to just do that I think particularly at the beginning of painting because when people are at the beginning they haven't they don't have enough experience of seeing around them the journey that other people have taken 
I think that's probably why, because you, you're just so used to seeing the end result of it rather than the journey, rather than the process. But I think when if people have had any experience of making art for any particular length of time, then they get it. Then they know they know yeah. it takes time. And there's there's a there's a relaxation that comes with that. And that's the thing to grab onto, not the frustration of how long it's taking, but that, yeah, okay, I get this. This is this is how it's going to go. And I think that's part of why I think once you realize and you recognize that you're in this for the long term, this is a long and, and it, that's an enjoyable part of it, that this is something that is going to feed you for the long term. Like you're not going to get to the end and go, I'm done with that now. Finished with painting. I can do the painting thing. It's done. Or I can do the printmaking thing. It's done. It's sorted. Now what? I'll live the rest of my life. No, this is this is part of your life. If you're doing this, you know it's not always easy. Um, but you're doing it because you want it to be part of your life. And I think that's why these stages to kind of just pause and like redirect yourself, you know, realign yourself, check that you're on track with your like compass. I'm thinking of my daughter doing her orienteering. You know, <laughs> are you going the right way? Are you heading in the right direction? Is that what you really, where do you want to go? And what are you seeing along the way? I think that's why these moments to reflect and just remind yourself that it's not about a race um, are, are important and enjoyable and making them enjoyable rather than a sense of failure, like you haven't achieved something quickly enough. Um, we just need reminding of that so much more often than we think. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some, I've got something I wanted to ask you. So without giving too much away though, because now I'm excited about what we're going to do on this thing. Mm. Is it, is it live streams? Is it how, what are we going to experience if we do this with you? Well, I'm a little bit more organized this time. So when we did the soul smile, we just, set up a, fa a particular Facebook group and it was just all in there and um, I didn't have things you know on a page or there were replays but it was all within a Facebook group I'm doing this is a I'm getting it a little bit more organized so things will be coming out to you via email for replays and it's going to be a mix some will be live streams some will be we've got it spread over a weekend as well so we're starting on a Friday so we've got the first we've got the first day is on a Friday Saturday we move into something a bit more creative so that you've got two days over the weekend to do that creative thing for you so, oh so we are doing some yes creative stuff yeah okay. yeah but but leaving it quite open because this is it's not about uh, how I paint or about how you paint um, but yes, definitely wanted to have some time for that. And then we're going to come back on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and um, look at this idea really of seasons and choices and, you know, retuning your energy for what's right for you now and the rest of the year. Because it's not quite over midsummer. I've called it midsummer, but midsummer isn't until the 21st of June. But you'll be all set for midsummer and that's it. You've got the rest of the year ahead of you. So. So it's going to be a mix um, and the chit chat is going to happen within uh, my ongoing Art Explorers Facebook group, just because I've listened to feedback and people are like, well, too many Facebook groups. So, yeah, yeah that, that's but you don't have to 
you don't have to um, be in there if you don't want to, but that's an ongoing group. It's a lovely space to be in. Um, and I just thought, well, I'll, I'll do it within there. Yeah, makes sense. Facebook groups, definitely less, I'm finding with my course, less people are interested in being in the Facebook group yeah. um, than prior years. And that is partly political, partly just people getting tired of groups, partly social media is tiring people out, all sorts of reasons, but yeah. I've noticed that. So, um, and it goes to those different ways that people learn as well. Some people want to learn with interaction and community and feedback and see what other people are doing. Other people are just like, no, just, just send me the stuff. Send me Let the me stuff. be on my own. Let yeah. me be on my own. I'll do it on my own terms. I, having said that, I do think it's always interesting to challenge what you think about yourself. Because very often, you know, we make decisions. I'm sure we've all got experiences about Facebook groups, but, you know, they are often very different from each other. You know, the, 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 the mood and the momentum within one group can be very different within than within another. Um, so, you know, Facebook groups are what got me, I've said this before, kicking and screaming into Facebook was groups. Um, yeah. I often say to people, you can join the group can join Facebook, be in the group, and then cancel Facebook after Absolutely. it's over. But it is worth it. And there is, unfortunately, not any other... There are other softwares that will allow you cre- to create discussion, but people yeah. don't use them. No. So they no. don't get used. Therefore, they're not useful to the participants. because. But because people are on Facebook on a regular basis, if they use Facebook, they're on it half the day, they click to the group and back again, and it gets used. It's easy. I'm in a membership that I've just joined, and one of the reasons that I joined was to see what it was like in another group platform because they're not using Facebook guess what's happened there's no discussion I haven't even joined the other oh you don't even yet. know <laughs> yeah so I don't even know yet what it's I mean it could be fantastic but the thing is I've been in it now for six weeks I haven't been into the group said hello on the because it involves a new thing and another login and a da, 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 yeah. and I haven't done it and that's the thing about that I'm doing this so that you won't need to have a login or anything it will just all be um, links that you can access easily so I've just tried to make it as easy as possible both for me to set up and for everybody to take part in so there's a bit of painting there's a bit of thinking there's a yeah. bit of listening yeah bit of I'm, deciding I'm, outcomes I'm looking forward to it. it'll be good yeah like all of these things it started off as a vague idea and then you sit down and you think okay well what do I really want to pull into each day how are we going to do this so that it's different and it's not you know I would happily do long live streams every day, but I think that's hard to keep up with. Yeah. But it's not, it's not that it's going to be a mix. So. Yeah. So I think the other part of this then is a little bit what we've touched on about this idea of ideas floating around like butterflies and being able to let things go. Do you find that hard? I think it's helped me what you used to say to me. and You said at one point to me that you can have a shelf where you put them on. Yeah. I think of it as a shelf. It's like, okay, that can go up there, which might happen to this idea that I said is amazing, but I don't know if I want to do it. It might go on that shelf so that I can pull it down when I'm ready and mm-hmm. just work on it then. Um. 
Somehow there's a difference though between, for me, between ideas that come and I think they might have to go on the shelf and ones that come and I know, right, I have to do that. That yeah. and, and my course when it came a few years ago was that it came and I was like, right, well, that has to happen. Whereas the idea, to, these are not painting ideas, but the idea to do a membership group, that took me a year to decide going yeah, backwards yeah. and forwards, backwards and forwards, do I want to do it? And I only decided when I was ready. And with painting ideas or creative ideas, I think it's the same. There's a lot of ideas. Most of them I bat away fairly quickly, like flies, like, no, not you, not you, not you. I know that would be interesting, but that's not what I'm doing. So it would be very interesting to find out how realistic I can get with portraits. I don't want to be a portrait painter, so I'm not going to do that. That's just one example. Um, So I I think you can tell, and I said to somebody who was trying to decide about taking my course the other day, I said, the way I would think about it is this. When you think about doing something risky or new, you get all sorts of reasons why not in your head instantly. So like last week, I said I was going to go live on a Brazilian beach. If I get the idea to live on a Brazilian beach, instantly all these reasons why not come into my head after I've gone through all the reasons why not I realize I don't want to live on a Brazilian beach like the idea dissipates it kind of melts away like Mm. yeah that just but if at the end of having all those no's it's still there going yeah "Yeah, but but." well if you did then I know there's something in it for me yeah um, and, it, and it really works because often I have crazy ideas that do dissipate once they yeah. see the light of day. And it's this, I think it might be the same with creativity, although I've only just come up with that analogy in the last few weeks. So I don't know. But this idea that is niggling, niggling at me, that hasn't gone away when I think about all the why nots. Yes. So it tells me it's got something to it more than that. I think as well, it's interesting, the idea of, you know, whether you have got space or capacity for something. And we talked about that a bit last week as well, about how sometimes when you're in the in the run, when you're in the flow, when you're actually busy, you're like, okay, yeah, bring it on. I can do, I can do all of those things and get a lot happening quite quickly. And I was thinking about that, you know, that old, um, I don't know who it came from, but that where you do a diagram and you've got things that are important or urgent. So important, not important, urgent, not urgent. And certain things that might be important and urgent, you know, that you have to do. Um, and then things that are important but not urgent, which often you, sh- you should be doing, but they often get pushed to the end of the list. But I think sometimes you can kind of realign those things very quickly. And they can be things that you never get around to. And then suddenly, if you have a spurt of energy for them, it suddenly moves into, yeah, I'm going to do this now. And I think that's the same with creative ideas or other areas of things that you might need to do for your creative life whether it is um things like you know setting up a mailing list that can sit on the someday maybe don't want to do it don't want to do it list for quite a long time and then all of a sudden one day you'll think right okay I'm going to get started with that oh yeah and so it's important not to force those things one of my team has done um, Libby who's in my coaching team Libby Scott um, has been doing on Instagram videos of her organizing her studio and you can see it's one of those things that has 
come and I mean majorly organizing she looks like she's building shelves and doing all sorts and it looks like it's just come with a rush of energy like yes it's time to do that now after it's been like this for years and that's the difference between when we when I had jobs I know you had jobs and you've got to be productive on a nine to five basis and you're measured on productivity and you have that's the difference and it's hard to transition when you're working as an artist into no I don't have I don't measure myself that way anymore I measure myself on what I get done in the year and it might come in waves rather than I start at nine I finish at five and I've produced two paintings a week for 52 weeks that's not how it works and it's a mixed blessing isn't it because I think when you have those directives from somebody else within a job you know, you've got inbuilt time scales and deadlines that you have to do those two, but it doesn't always feel good. And and when you're doing it for yourself, I I think, you know, there are times where you think, and I'm thinking maybe of things like, um, you know, commissions or something that you've got going, whether it's in the studio that you think, yeah, I need to go and get on with that. But actually knowing your own responses and how you work well with those energy flow things Mm. it's a mixed blessing but it's important to do and and when you when you can trust that okay I don't feel like organizing the studio and building shelves today there will be a time for that though yeah and it will and then it will be like a fun project rather than a drain Um, and yeah and yeah and I don't feel I've had a few days recently where I didn't feel like painting, which is quite unusual for me. Mm. I had some time, but that particular day, I didn't feel like it. Yeah. I found um, doing the demo for the course, I thought, well, I could do a demo for the course and then at least I've done some painting. That got me out of the funk, actually, giving yeah. myself an assignment. But on a couple of other days, I just thought, it's okay that you don't feel like painting. You don't have to have creativity every moment. I'm tired, I've been doing a lot of things and I'm run down and it, and I need to fill up a little bit and exactly. that's okay too. Yeah. Um, and I think where that becomes a problem is when we think, oh, if I don't though, I'll never go back. We, th- mm-hmm. we start to think, yeah, I'll, I'll lose the habit of doing this. And I've seen people who have done that, who've yeah. completely let procrastination go and go and go but that happens when something is blocking us mentally from doing our work not when we just run out of creative ideas for a while yeah the the ongoing procrastination there's always something else behind that yeah we we don't like what we're making and so we don't want to go in and fail again or we don't um we're making ourselves do things we don't enjoy and therefore it's not pleasurable to go in and there's all sorts of hang-ups are associated with that Whereas what we're talking about, the lull, that's just natural because creativity doesn't, as I say, go nine to five, yeah. 50 weeks a year. Yeah, that would be tiring. <laughs> <laughs> Some people do that, though, don't they? Do you remember Brian Rutenberg? Well, no, he didn't do it all year. No, he had his summer break. But for half the year, he works nine to five and the other half, he doesn't do anything. Well, that, that I would find quite hard as well. I find that hard. For, the, for the half I wasn't doing anything, I'd be itching. Yes. To go back. Yeah. Yeah. It's all and, about finding your own rhythm and what works for you. Okay. So, have you got a what's inspired for us this week? I do, but I've forgotten what it is. <laughs> <laughs> go back to the notes. Oh, yeah. 
oh it's my own work let's go for it it was yes I'm being selfish today it was actually the response to my online private view the emails and messages that I got from people and some lovely people who've been to the exhibition and then put photographs on Facebook or on Instagram showing me them in front of my paintings or whatever um and it wasn't so much that um, everybody said nice things. Obviously, if people didn't like it, they wouldn't email me, hopefully. Yeah. So it wasn't that. It was more remembering that it is important to me, this putting it out into the world part. Yeah, I get, I get so involved in the making of it. And for a while, those paintings were sitting in a storage space waiting to go. And I was done with them. I was like, yeah past finished don't care now that they're out in the world and having a second life where they're being experienced by other people that is a really nice feeling and it reminds me that I do this to communicate to express I think like all actors musicians artists we're all just saying look at me really look at me look what I did look what I'm trying to tell you, look what I experience. Um, and so it's nice when people do. Yeah, and I think it's, uh, I mean, you, you said jokingly, yeah, it's all about me. Even the look at me, look at what I'm trying to express part though, the actual thrill of that is that when other people look at it and they feel something for themselves, not really about you at all at that point and I think that's worth remembering whenever we feel like we're being a bit show-offy about our own work it's not you showing off it's what it means to somebody else and you're not in control of that part all you can do your job is to get it out there and to show it and let other people take from it what they want to and some people will and some people won't um that that's the ultimate fun of it isn't it perfect let's end there I hope that has left you feeling a little bit kind of refreshed and um, inspired about whatever you're working on at the moment in the studio this week so um, you can see more of Louise's work over on her website which is louisefletcherart.com and you can catch up with my retreat and uh, see more of my work on my website which is alicesheridan.com or you can find us both on Instagram if you search for our names um I hope we will pop up by now we will see you next week thank you very much for joining us and for listening and for sharing the show as I say it obviously makes a huge difference and um it's lovely to hear when it gets out in the world thanks so much everyone bye-bye bye, Bye. Bye.